We have a fantastic line of speakers for both of these events. Please check the website for more details. Data Ops, future-proofing your data platforms, all about increasing the industrial strengths of our data platforms. That's a virtual event on February 17th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And in April, April 6th and 7th, we have Advancing AI, a two-day physical event in Melbourne, which is going to be around finding more use cases for AI, increasing the adoption, increasing the use cases all within your organization. I'm super excited for these two events. I hope to see you there. Essentially, you want to get data analytics and AI into every nook and cranny of the organization so that in a perfect world, every decision is being made with the support of data analytics and AI. So then the organization can be confident that it's making at least data-informed decisions. I wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Talent Insights. Talent Insights are Australia's leading data specialist recruitment business. They are experts in recruitment strategy and delivery for analytics and data teams. They are the go-to recruitment business for all your data roles in Australia, and they can help both with permanent hires and short-term project-focused data resources. I've used Talent Insights in the past, and I've always found them fantastic to work with. Visit them at talentinsights.com.au. Hi, and welcome to Data Futurology. My name is Felipe Flores. I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. If this is the first time that you're listening, welcome. In Data Futurology, we aim to cover and discuss the issues and challenges that leaders in this space are being faced with, because we all have these challenges in our jobs, in our day-to-day, -day, in the organizations that we work in. We're trying to overcome these challenges and we want to bring you different perspectives on how people are solving these problems to give you a wide array of possibilities, a wide array of opportunities, and being able to bring in this flexible thinking and different perspectives into your daily job and your organization. So thank you so much for, for joining. This, this episode is, uh, is going to be, uh, we're going to be talking about the five trends in data analytics and AI that are going to shape 2022. So this is a end of the year, um, end of the year episode where we're going to do um, a little bit, a little bit of wrap up of, of the year that has been, that's been a, a, a huge year for everyone. Uh, but mostly we're going to focus on these five trends that are going to shape data analytics and AI in 2022. Um, before before we jump in, a couple couple quick things is um, first I want to say a huge huge thank you to everyone to you to everyone who's listening to the audience. Uh, thank you thank you so much uh, for all your continual support. Um, this is this is the uh, year four for for Data Futurology, uh, and um, I could have never imagined. Uh, the way that uh, this that this has gone, and I just uh, I'm so thankful, and I really really appreciate all of, all of your support, um, and and for you to listening in, um, you know month week week after week month after month, and for coming to to the webinars and and the events, and next year we're gonna have more physical events, and I hope to see you there as well. And thank you thank you so much to you for listening, uh, for tuning in. 
for supporting us. That's been that's been amazing. The audience uh, is fantastic, and we really work hard to give back to the community and to have the conversations that the, that the community wants to hear about. Um, and and we love hearing from you guys directly. Um, and to be able to to provide the content that that you want. And as part of that, this year we started our uh, Slack community, which has been growing um, growing pretty quickly. So um, if you haven't joined yet, go to our website datafuturology.com, and on the top there's a banner um, with that says "Click here to to join our Slack community." Click there, and you you um, join in, join in the conversation. Um, share anything that you find interesting uh, in the in this space and uh, and get to meet like-minded people but yes so first of all thank you so much uh, to you the listener the audience uh, people that come to our, our webinars and check our YouTube page also big thanks to uh, our sponsors who help us uh, put this together and help us keep the lights on uh, without without the fabulous sponsors that we've had over the years and definitely this year we couldn't um, we wouldn't be able to to continually create uh, all this content uh, for for everyone uh, so that's been that's been uh, great and um, and also a huge thank you to the data futurology team um, who has been growing throughout this year and um, they're just fantastic. So I know that a lot of a lot of the audience and a lot of the guests have met a lot of them. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, people that work with sponsors and a lot of people that do work behind the scenes um, on marketing and on editing and on operations. And they're all uh, fantastic. Our content people and and obviously our people working with the um, with the sponsors, um, all all fantastic. And the guests that we've had on are, are also big big shout out because they have been just top top notch um, quality um, you know year after year which is which is fantastic so that's all for the thank yous um, and and I I really hope that, that we um, that we continue to provide value to you um, so we can keep doing this for for as long as we can okay so before jumping into the five trends that are going to shape data analytics and AI in 2022, um, they are um, they are um, kind of like specific trends or or, or things that that are um, at a minimum recognizable, but are, are important to to talk about. But if we go kind of like one level up, there are I think three sort of really macro trends that are driving um, a lot of the change in the in the industry. Um, that we're having at the moment, and I have to say, like from my perspective, I'm so proud and, and impressed with our industry. I'm so proud to 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 work in this space, um, and I'm so impressed by the the speed at which we can um, improve and learn and do things, and the momentum that this industry has, uh, both in data analytics and AI. It's it's heartwarming. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any other words. I'm so I'm so impressed because um, you know, as an industry, everyone who's in it, uh, everyone is working so hard to make things so much better um, in in our in our organizations, for our customers, for our clients in mind, and the progress that we make uh, is is increasing so rapidly. And year after year, we're just covering more and more ground, and people are coming up to speed. Um, keeping up and the, 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 there is so much work 
to to be able to do that uh, from everyone. So thank you, thank you so much for for continually doing that, and and it's it's fantastic to be to be part of um, of this industry and and of this community that that works so hard and strives so much to be able to make a difference in people's lives with these technologies. Um, so in terms of the three macro trends um, that 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 I'm that I'm seeing, um, the well, very quickly, and then we can do a, a quick deep dive into each one of them. The three macro trends driving um, a lot of the changes in the space are value, scale, and advancement. And I'll and I'll I'll mention uh, what I mean by each of those. Um, I'll just make a note here. So, um, so the three macro trends: value, scale, and advancement. First one, value. So, um, organizations are expecting the, a return on investment from their data analytics, data science, and AI efforts. So, um, for for some some, um, and there's obviously like a wide spectrum of what that looks like. On one end, there's stakeholders. And, and business owners and executives that are extremely happy with the, the value that they're getting in AI or extremely happy with the value they're getting from data analytics and AI in either across the board or in particular sections of the business. And, and those people, you know, are, have been supporters, are, are bought in, and they're, and they're excited to, to do more. Um, sometimes they would want to do more faster, but they're, you know, they're happy with, with, uh, with that they're seeing value in there. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, you can imagine um, stakeholders and executives and business owners who, have, who feel like AI and a lot of the advancements in analytics, they feel like those are hype. They feel like you know they've been pouring money into this, and and they they've made kind of like some some differences around the edges, but that they're yet to see a a, a big a big lift or, uh, in the organization, um, usually from a revenue or profit perspective, or um, which which includes cost and risks in there. So. Um, being able to, they, they, they think about seeing a big change or a big uplift in the organization um, in those metrics, revenue, profit, costs, risks, um, those, those are the key things in, in their mind that they want AI to be tackling um, and, 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 and analytics to be helping with, with uh, both with better decisions. Um, so in, in value, um, some of the some of the barriers and um, or some of the either challenges or sticking points um, that we've had as a, as an industry in which we're we're improving on, they come into some of the some of the trends. Um, so those five trends that are shaping they're going to shape twenty twenty two. So we'll 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 cover those in a second. But definitely the first macro macro trend um, across across the board in, in all different verticals. Um, first macro trend is value. There's a higher expectation that, that these uh, efforts in data analytics and AI are going to deliver a return for organizations um, that needs to be measured and that needs to be marketed. Like people need to 
know that that the value has been attained and and that that happened and that the that the company has changed because sometimes we do as as a as a industry and as a data scientist and engineers sometimes we do a really good job at solving the problem uh, but only the people who are intimately involved and by people i mean uh, stakeholders um, only the stakeholders that were intimately involved are the ones that find out that that difference happened or that now the problem is solved or that um, and and we we typically don't put on our marketing hat to um, increase the reach uh, of of um, the communications about the successes and the, the problems that we solved and that's that's an important uh, piece to to remember because sometimes the the good work that, that that we do in our industry sometimes it doesn't have the all the impact or all the recognition um, that it could uh, so that's definitely part part of the value um, having having more of a marketing um, focus or spin um, that's a, that's another part of of the value and um, and additionally I would put in there the um, what's often called the last mile so last mile of AI or the last mile of data analytics which is adoption so um, part of part of the um, part of the value is creating the product so the AI model or, or the analytics creating the product then obviously that that is going to create value if that product is delivered to users being customers or internal stakeholders we need to have a mechanism to deliver that that product uh, to people so they can interact with it and and you leverage that product to make better decisions um, sometimes it's 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 people or sometimes it's automated decisions uh, but that product needs to be delivered second part of the value and then the, the third part of the value is people actually using it, actually using it. So if you think about what the actually using it looks like, um, if you're on an e-commerce website and you get product recommendations, um, clicking on those recommendations and buying more as a, as a result, um, that's, that's using it. Or if somebody is using AI in, um, say, contract negotiations or um, in mergers and acquisitions and, uh, or, or in, uh, in a clinical setting, as a doctor, say, and they have AI that, are, uh, that they can use for, for decision support, um, we want those users to be interacting with that AI and for there to be a feedback mechanism that the AI is providing this decision support they are uh, the user is is consuming that and making a decision based on that decision support and then, then there's the feedback uh, into back into the system that the decision was made um, and ideally that the, the, the decision was made with the information that was presented uh, or with the assistance of, of uh, an AI so sometimes it's information that's presented or sometimes uh, to humans or sometimes it's uh, automated decision-making um, that you might be thinking uh, an automated decision-making could be um, detecting fraud in credit card transactions. Um, so generally the, the, the decisions that are being 
that are automated in AI are more operational decisions uh, operation and decisions that happen hundreds of thousands of times per day in an organization. So if you think about, say, credit card transactions, uh, that happens um, yeah, hundreds of thousands of times for more fin most financial institutions. Um, so you need, in that case, an automated uh, system uh, to be able to detect fraud or at least flag the transactions that are of concern or of interest um, to, to a human review. Um, so in, um, yeah, the automated decision-making that's generally um, in the operational side of, of a business and then the, the decision support, support uh, helping humans, that's more on a strategic side um, or when there's, there's more things at stake, uh, which you can think about like healthcare and things like that. Um, those are the areas. So um, crossing that adoption um, gap, um, getting, at, getting use out of the products that are being delivered, that's a key part of getting, of getting value from our efforts as data scientists and, um, and data analysts. We, we need to work with uh, the users and the stakeholders on an ongoing and iterative uh, basis to get them comfortable to use these products and for the products to be embedded into their daily workflow. That's something that, that is a key milestone in, um, in, in adoption that, um, you know, if people were doing their work before the analytics or the AI was available, then it means that now that the analytics or AI are available, they're going to need to change the way that they work. They need to change their processes um, in, in terms of the, the users it is. Um, they need to change their process in the way that they, they need to change the way they do their work, their job, their day to day. Their day is gonna look different as a result of this uh, technology coming in. So creating that change where people are reevaluating and adopting new business processes in order to embed the analytics and the AI into their um, their day to day. That is a key milestone in the adoption process that will help you drive uh, get the value from the the efforts in the technology. And um, throughout throughout the year, throughout this year, we had um, about sixty executives um, on the podcast from from different parts of the world, and almost all of them. Um, tackled this this value piece in slightly different manners and there was people for example um we had the the vice president of ai from airbus on on the podcast um uh, adam bonifield he was great and one of the things that stuck with me out of uh the conversation with him is that he in airbus his team is over 200 people right huge huge and uh, all, more than half of that is um, technical people, so um, software engineers, data scientists, data engineers, um, cloud engineers. That is is definitely the majority of the team. But besides that, he has um, um, product managers, project managers, and um, communications people, marketing people. That that um, that can and, and, and sorry and um, and change management people. So within his team, within his remit, he has 
people whose job is to uh, amplify the, the, the communications or share the, um, the accomplishments of the team. And uh, so that's on the, on the marketing and communication side. And then on the other side, he has people that um, or through change management, their job is to help the recipients, the users, help them change the way that they do their work so they can, um, so they can make use of, of the technologies that are being delivered um, in their work and then as an organization they can get the value. So that's, that's something that's really interesting where I think a lot of people might um, um, not over, overlook but maybe not spend enough time on that piece on the adoption within within value so within value to get value out of this technology we need to create great products um, we need to be able to deliver great product those great products so people can interact with them and then we get we need to get people using using those um, and the more feedback and interaction you have with them the better so that's that's kind of like macro trend um, one value macro trend two is scale um, and within scale I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe sneak in there speed so scale and speed um, together so the scale component is being able to serve um, a product to many many uh, users or use it across the organization through and in many operational areas um, and um, some 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 of the people that we've had on the um, on the podcast who who've done this uh, really well, um, we've we've had quite a few throughout throughout the years. But one of the recent ones that come to mind is Ivan Liu um, from uh, from Rocked. He's the director of engineering there, and he was on um, in the podcast. It was episode one seventy four. Um, we did it. We did that webinar as a LinkedIn live event, uh, which was really good. So you can find it on LinkedIn as well. Um, and it's on YouTube um, and across the podcasting platforms. But the interesting thing that, well, one of the interesting things that Ivan's done there um, is, or, or maybe let's start with his requirements. His requirement is to embed machine learning models on client sites client sites, like their websites. The clients that he has are um, e-commerce companies and he needs to uh, provide mostly things like product recommendations um, within 100 milliseconds. And this needs to be embedded across like <laughs> thousands of e-commerce websites who are the clients. And, and, there's, and there's some data sharing that happens in the background between the e-commerce companies and and uh, rocked, which is where where he works. So, um, data sharing needs to be done at speed. Um, as as you as you would know, um, then there needs to be data preparation in order to make the predictions, um, and then what well, the predictions or recommendations, and then those need to be served back in the e-commerce website where the um, the customer is is browsing. Um, so, um, scale. Is, is huge, as in like the number of, of uh, people that need to be served by the, um, by the products, by the AI. Um, that the number of people that need to be served with personalized recommendations is, you know, in the, in the millions. So that's the scale piece. And then adjacent to that, 
the speed is that they need to be able to provide those recommendations within 100 milliseconds. Uh, like crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy fast um, predictions being done um, for, um, for, for each, each customer. So um, for that, they, as, as, um, as people would expect, you need to create um, heaps of automation, really good infrastructure, scalable infrastructure, and they've actually built the, um, their ML pipeline themselves completely end-to-end, -end, uh, and they use Kubeflow um, as, uh, to be able to manage and orchestrate the, um, the, infra the infrastructure, the computing resources, uh, to be able to provide their predictions and recommendations at that scale and at that speed. Um, so that's, that's definitely, that's a very, you know, extreme example, um, but, the, uh, but, it, but it demonstrates uh, the, the macro trend that, that more and more um, as, a, as an industry, we are wanting to provide our products um, at scale and at speed. And that's definitely the expectation of, of businesses, of stakeholders, of executives, of business owners, that uh, we are able to serve these at scale and at speed. Um, in, in my line of work, which is in healthcare, uh, we, do, um, we do recommendations on uh, uh, preventative healthcare. So we do one of the things that we do is personalized um, healthcare plans uh, for each person on how they can be healthier. Um, and we do those based on clinical evidence. And then um, as people share more of the data with us and we give them some surveys and some other things, they give us some data and then we, set, we give them these personalized recommendations. And we sort of say, hey, if you give us, if we know more, a little bit more about you and your health and your goals, then we can give you more, more information. And that needs to be kind of like an ongoing basis, but also needs to be served um, at scale and at speed. Um, same with us. Uh, sometimes we give them the plan, as I just mentioned, and sometimes we recommend um, that they use certain programs, um, uh, support programs or certain um, um, programs or, um, or sometimes different apps uh, for them to, to get the, the support that they need in order to get healthier or, or stay healthier. And, and that is kind of like a marriage or a, a match that we need to do between the person's needs and um, all the products and programs that are out there and the ones that we have access to and be able to provide that recommendation on a timely manner uh, for each individual. So that's, um, yeah, again, at scale and, and at speed. Um, so that's sort of macro pillar number two, scale and speed. Um, that's going to help us. Uh, th those are some of the expectations that are coming onto us as, a, as an industry, uh, as practitioners, and it's definitely something that we pride ourselves on and, and we've made great advancements on that front too. The, um, the last macro trend, trend that, I'll, that I'll talk to is advancement. Um, and what I mean by advancement is increase, it's an increased use of data analytics and AI in more and more areas. Um, so a lot of the recommendations on how to get adoption um, of AI in an organization and, and a lot of the recommendations of how to start that journey, they say pick use cases that are very focused 
um, where you can prove the value. And some people say pick those use cases as something that's not business critical, um, and then you can move into business critical areas. And then some other people say go for business critical areas first, uh, or, or 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 at least uh, maybe a hybrid or an in between. They say at least go from some of the big levers that the organization can move um, and then and then that will have a, a big impact and the impact there is on the areas that we spoke about before so revenue profit costs risk um, are, are some of some of the some of the key um, levers that that definitely get executive um, and business owner attention quite um, quite quickly so some people say go for the um, go for the critical areas of the business. Other people say prove it in, in non-critical areas and then move into more critical areas. And you can see, for example, people's journeys like um, like Andrew Ng uh, when he was at Google um, and then when he was at Baidu. Some of the early um, use cases that they were tackling were not were not business critical ones, but they were ones where they could make a big a significant improvement through the use of AI, and they focused on, um, you know, on the on the text to speech. Uh, sorry, um, speech to text. So they focus on te uh, speech to text. They focused on NLP. Um, they did projects on um, like teaching AI to fly a helicopter. Uh, things things like that, where where um, over time, kind of like each each project was getting more and more recognition and internal attention um, and, and increasing the understanding of what AI and data analytics can do within the organization. And that's, and that's kind of part of the advancement to get, the, um, to get people to want to use it uh, and essentially to, to drive the, the demand internally for the, the work that we can do. Um, so that's part of the advancement, so increased use but also getting that increased use in more and more areas of the business over time. Um, so if you're, um, say, if you're in, in banking, then you want to be, and you might start working, uh, applying AI in, in marketing, say, then you want to look at, at risk, you want to look at credit, you want to look at value add um, analytics, and you want to look at operations. And essentially you want to get data analytics and AI into every nook and cranny of the organization so that in a perfect world, every decision is being made with the support of data analytics and AI. So then the organization can be confident that it's making at least data informed decisions. And it's not that the data is making or that the AI is making the decisions. The decisions will, uh, at least on a strategic level, will still be large, uh, will be um, done by by humans, but at least that those decisions are are data informed. So the so the this this third macro trend is um, advancement and um, advancement increased use of this technology, the data analytics and AI, increased use uh, in the organization and in multiple organizations. There's definitely increased use, and then there's increase use cases <laughs> so more and more areas are are using this and that's definitely a, a big macro trend and in data futurology um, this year we we launched an event around advancing ai um, so all about this this advancement space um, and we this year we did it as a as a series as a weekly series which is a 13 part um series which is um 
was excellent um, that didn't come out on the podcast, but it's available on the website. Um, you just have to register, which is for free. If you register on the website, you get access to all the recordings of Advancing AI from this year, um, which we covered um, amazing, amazing topics. Um, among those, we had, for example, um, Dan German, uh, who is the chief decision scientist from Commonwealth Bank. And he was telling us that, you know, they have, um, from memory, they have about a thousand models in production um, and they have kind of about 5,000 models in the pipeline that they're working on. Now, not all 5,000 of these models are going to make it into production. And, and, and the way he was defining a model is by use case. Um, so not all 5,000 are gonna make it into production. Um, but they're, they're being worked on as, you know, candidates that if they, if they um, get something good, then it is going to go into production. So the scale that they have um, is huge, the, the, the speed, and then they're at using it in more and more areas. And by getting things into production and then getting users to use it or customers to interact with those, then they can get more of the value. And that's kind of how the, the three macro trends uh, oh, that's how I see the three macro trends coming together. Um, but this, yeah, this advancing AI event that we had, um, we did it as a, as a series, 13-part um, series on um, throughout this year. It was early in the year, around March. Um, in 2022, we're going to have it as a physical event. Um, so we're going to have um, probably in um, around April, um, and what we're going to do is have a few uh, podcast releases before that or leading up to the event that are going to be covering uh, some, of, some of the topics that we're going to expand on um, in Advancing AI. So watch out for that. And, the, um, and Advancing AI will probably be around April in Melbourne and then around August, September in Sydney. Uh, so we'll have a physical event on, uh, hopefully on both cities, um, obviously pandemic allowing. Uh, and if not, we'll go into a, um, into an online version and, and we might have to play with the format. We, um, we might do a one or two day event like we recently did with the MLOps event. So um, in November this year, um, Data Futurology did the, the first MLOps event in Australia, uh, which was amazing. Uh, as in, like, we were super th thankful for, for the opportunity and to be able to, to do that. Uh, so we did that one as a full day event. Um, we might do something similar with Advancing AI next year. Um, but if not, then it will be part of a weekly series. And if you um, sign up on the website, you'll be notified uh, by email. Um, follow us on social media. It'll definitely be coming up there. Listen to the podcast and um, and also ideally uh, join the Slack community because then that's where we're having a lot of chats about what's happening in the industry, a lot of sharing of ideas and, and perspectives. Um, you also get to meet uh, like-minded people. Sometimes I keep in touch with all colleagues. Uh, we've had a lot of people that, you know, they find people, they find other people in the Slack community and says, hey, I used to work with that person. Um, I had lost their number or I wasn't um, sort of in, in as much contact as I, as I would have liked. And they're finding that the Slack community is a great 
place uh, for that. So definitely uh, join join that. Um, great, 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 great. So um, now we've discussed the three macro trends: uh, value, scale, and speed, and finally advancement. So increased use in more and more areas. With that, let's go into the five trends in data analytics and AI that are going to shape 2022. That brings this episode to conclusion. Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on datafuturology.com or on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram as Data Futurology. Also go to datafuturology.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes for this and any other episodes. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful and valuable for you. Thanks again and see you next time.